0: I'm Colleen Shaddock's and this is The Workup, a series of podcasts about health issues that concern you. This podcast was produced with support from Kineticare.
1: I wonder how other people feel, how you feel, and how lis- listeners feel, but my default mode on waking up is not blue sky. It's an immediate gripping of my chest, like, what's wrong? And that goes back to when I was a little girl. But when I was young, I didn't know how to get past or through that. that. That It was almost like a being possessed. It was so impossible to get away from it because it was way bigger than I was.
0: Connecticut author Ann Rice has had depression probably going back to her days in elementary school. But now she's managing her illness with a combination of therapy, medication, and self-care that includes a lot of time spent in nature. Women are about twice as likely to suffer from depression as men. It's the leading cause of disability worldwide. We asked Yale psychologist Carolyn Missouri, director of women's health
2: research at Yale, why that is. We do think for sure there's absolutely a biological component here, but we also believe, and we've shown in various research studies, that there are environmental and socioeconomic reasons for women having higher rates of depression.
0: Now, if I lived in Finland, where there was better access to childcare and I might be more likely to make equal pay with a male peer, that the disparity
2: would still be there. The disparity would be there because even though you give good examples of how there might be greater parity in that country, there's still discrepancy. I see. So women are women wherever we are, and we deal with sexism wherever we are. I think that's fair to say. And I think it's also been shown, again, through research studies that have been carefully done, that there are higher rates of sexual abuse Mm -hmm. in girls as well as women. There's higher rates of intimate partner violence in women across different countries.
0: Luann Rice's
1: experience
0: sadly bears out that statistic.
1: When I was young, I was molested And it was by somebody that I knew well I was close to. And I never told anybody. And I really blocked it out. I blocked it off. It was as if I was a ghost. Like it could be happening to this physical part of myself, but then this other part of myself would float away and not be there. And that would happen in the instance, but also afterward and all the time.
0: Rice talked about how a number of gender expectations shaped her young life, including feeling responsible as a very young child for keeping her parents' marriage together despite her father's alcoholism, and as a college student, feeling responsible for his care when he developed
2: cancer. Again, Yale's Carolyn, Missouri. There really isn't much question that stress can be a pathway to depression for both women and men, but it's a more potent pathway for women than it is for men. And part of that reason is that women are more responsive to things in life, but also that women have more caregiver responsibilities and other responsibilities. And again, we really don't generally tend to have the resources overall that are available to men. Do women respond to stress differently than men do? They respond to stress differently Uh, biologically and also in terms of our behavioral reaction. For example, in terms of a behavioral reaction, it's not uncommon for a woman who is very stressed to rehearse in her mind again and again and again the kinds of things that are happening to her. Whereas men, for example, as a general rule, will tend to use techniques to distract themselves from the kinds of stressors that they're experiencing. I think treatments that are talk therapies have attempted to allow people, both women and men, but particularly helpful for women, I think, to rebuild a balance in terms of how much one wants to keep revisiting the concerns in life versus really taking action to make change or distract oneself at various times. I know that there's research that shows the
0: combination of talk therapy and antidepressants is very effective for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Is that
2: especially true for women? Well, there really have not been major studies designed, a priori designed, to really look at whether or not certain treatments work better in women than men. So we really can't definitively answer that question. That's kind of amazing. Well, in a way it is, and in a way it's not. And the reason I think it's not truly amazing is because we have a history within all sciences the biological sciences, the psychological sciences, all forms of science, to really have focused more on men as participants in the research. Depression can manifest itself differently
0: in men and women, but Missouri believes that emphasizing gender differences in symptoms
2: can be deceiving. Not everybody has the same constellation of symptoms, whether you're a woman varying from another woman or you're a woman varying from a man. However, with that said, men often are thought of as having more externalizing symptoms, so they might become a bit more irritable or aggressive, so to say, whereas women might turn more inward and become more withdrawn. But we don't want to be held to a stereotype. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to really recognize the fact that that's not true across the board.
0: Missouri stressed that women and men should not hesitate to seek professional help when they experience the symptoms of depression. The most common place
2: to start is with a primary care provider. Please know that you're not alone and that there is help out there. And there are people who are trained to deal with depression, know what to do, and and can help you. You talked about puberty as being this watershed moment where we
0: see girls get depression at much higher rates. Should there be interventions going on at that point to make sure that girls have a lot more support that would be protective?
2: Absolutely. And I think it's very important to teach kids at young ages to recognize the kinds of symptoms that may be maladaptive for them, not helpful for them. And so if if you can prevent a first depression, that would be ideal. Luann Rice's latest novel, The Beautiful Lost,
0: is about a young woman with depression. In the afterword, Rice talks to readers about her own struggles with the illness and urges them to reach out for assistance if they experience depression because the results of getting help can be amazing. I'm conscious of not fetishizing suffering, right? But you've suffered a lot, both in the things that have happened to you and in living with depression. But if you took those things away... Who would Luann be? I mean, it seems to me that your response to those things has made
1: beauty in the world. I'm not saying I'm happy that it happened to me at all. Nobody deserved it. I didn't deserve it. But what I am happy about is that I took whatever bad things I had to go through, and the way I dealt with them was to get better, you know, and to work on it. And so that's what I feel lucky about. And... I meet my readers all along the way, and they're mostly women. We have, like, these moments in the line, like where they, I sign their books or when I'm giving a talk, and then we have a QA and a and it really is an intimate experience. And I know that I'm just, I'm very grateful to them. They hold me up a lot.
0: I'm Colleen Shaddix, and this has been part one of the Workup series on women in depression. Join us next time when we talk about the barriers that some women face in getting help. This episode was produced with support from Kineticare. To learn more about this and other stories we're following, please visit our website, c-hit.org. For information about depression and other health topics, visit blog.kineticare.com.